everybody. Welcome back to Active Quest episode 70. I'm one of your hosts, Joseph Yaden, and joining me today is Mr. Chris Penwell. Hello, Hello fine gentleman. Hello. Oh, I'm not a fine gentleman. I don't think that's... Oh, come on. I think on. you're giving me too much credit, Chris. Um, and we have another guest today. I'd like to keep these guests rolling. Um, I don't know about you, Chris, but we've got a guest today. We've got Michael Swick on the show here, and he's uh, from Digital Days Gaming. Michael, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be on. Me and Chris have been trying to like get something together, either him on my show or uh, me on the show. Glad to mm-hmm. came through. Yeah, we'll awesome. do a little cross promotion here, of course, and and yeah, you're all, you're you're welcome on the show whenever. We love having guests. Um, the other thing, uh, you are mildly allergic to avocados. I just thought I would let everybody know that. Um, which I'm very sad for you. I'm 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 very sad for you about that because guacamole, man, it is something else. I I, um, I just see death <laughs> when I do <laughs> guacamole. On it, I think if I were mildly or whatever if i were allergic to avocado i would still probably eat guacamole i think i would risk my life for guacamole <laughs> no, nothing better know. than being in a restaurant you eat something and you're like oh was there avocado in this <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you give the server a complete panic attack like, oh god <laughs> like are you gonna die and i'm just like no i'm fine i'm, I'm just gonna shut the fuck up <laughs> I'm crying already. Uh, it, it's not. I usually don't start crying until later in the show. So okay. Have you seen that avocado that. ice cream? It's just messed oh, up, dude. Like, it's like ice cream inside of an avocado shell. Yeah. All right. The, it's what, insane. Speaking of avocados, one of the scariest things in my apartment. Uh, Sarah got one of these stuffed avocado plushies that oh <laughs> she really wanted. I bought it for her. It's gigantic, so I had to buy the thing that can like that can. You're, that can hurt your kryptonite. Me. Yeah, you have to buy your kryptonite, <laughs> and it has a smiling uh, face on it, and it just looks at me, and the cat humps it when I don't great. put it on a high shelf. So it's great. Love all of that for it's you. A, it's a living nightmare. It's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. All right. Um, so Josh is taking the episode off today for mental health reasons. So that's totally fine and beautiful. We love, you know, we we want our uh, panel. We love to be our happy. Josh boy. Yeah. We love our Josh boy. So. Um, we're just hoping he gets a little bit of relaxation right now. All of us are kind of stressed with work and stuff. So totally, it's totally fine. Take as much time as you need, Josh. Um, so yeah, not a whole lot going on in the world of gaming this week. There's a couple little interesting stories and things we'll discuss. Um, the one thing, this isn't gaming related, but I'm, I just want to let everybody know I'm vacationing in Florida right now visiting my family and we had a wonderful day we were just relaxing and that whole thing um I we drove down here and it's a nightmare it's like a 19 hour drive uh, and we did that to avoid the airports and shit oh my god I was a crazy person at the end of it I was just like <laughs> all I was just like seeing colors and shit and just weird it was bad it was really bad so I hibernated like a bear for like 12 hours and now I'm ready to go um, have you both had a good week? It's been busy, actually. I got a lot of work done to, uh, this week, which I'm happy about. 
Awesome. Any interesting projects you had in the works, Chris? Um, yeah, I, I worked on um, the upcoming games this year um, from Nintendo. It's not that much, <laughs> but it was yeah, well, a detailed article. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. that we know of so far, and includes like the rumors and speculation of like a new TD, 2D Mario or the Mario remasters, which I hope is true. My God, mm-hmm. like seeing yeah, Super well- Mario Galaxy remastered or Su- Super Mario sixty four, that'd be great. Yeah, sure, and and. Obviously, I mean, with them springing on that new Paper Mario game, I mean, they could probably do that with something else, too. Like, yeah. whatever it is, you know, oh, hey, by the way, uh, Zelda, Zel- you yeah, know, Zelda's <laughs> out next month, something like that. So, um, cool. Um, Michael, have you had a good week? Anything interesting happen to you? Oh, no, I'm I'm furloughed from my retail job, so I'm just chilling. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, I mean, I was, I, I was going to say nice. That sucks about being furloughed, but it's good that you're chilling. Yeah, cool. yeah. Unemployment is like really good right now, so I'm 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 pretty happy. Though I feel bad for my girlfriend because I've turned into that boyfriend. She's <laughs> working uh, from home nine to five, and I'm just oh, in a bedroom in pajamas all day playing Burnout Paradise. Like I might Ooh. as well start a weed addiction just to like complete the that boyfriend <laughs> uh, uh, like, like life. Yeah, uh, a few yeah. beers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know some some eleven o'clock beers a.m. <laughs> oh fuck god yeah um what else what else you're a fan of wrestling so let's let's why don't we just talk about wrestling for an hour fuck it I, we, we do could that. do that we, we before we started record <laughs> we were saying which kingdom hearts members would be uh, who they would be in degeneration x uh, i think we're yeah. getting somewhere but yeah. that might take a whole side episode to, yeah to break like down spin off a spinoff episode yeah um real quick before we get actually get into the show here sorry we're it doesn't matter we're, it's light it's a light episode we're having we fun take a little time um what uh favorite wrestler michael Ooh, uh favorite wrestler probably stone cold steve austin that's a good one yeah that's a good one bret did you hart see that movie is yeah bret second. hart um did you see that movie stone cold was in what was it called condemned where they're on the island and they have to they're prisoners and they have to kill each other and the last one standing gets to go free. Have you seen that movie? Yes, I have. It's actually not that bad as for a dumb action movie. <laughs> mm. Like But it's so interesting how these wrestlers all turn into they turn into actors or or podcasters or, 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 or whatever. Oh, well, I guess God. you could argue that they're actors already, right? But like in movies, yeah. you know? Well, WWE has a movie studio that for a while they didn't call themselves WWE Studios. So a lot of those were just Vince McMahon produced movies. Because he's oh. been, apparently he's been desperate for an Emmy or an Academy Award, and that was his way of doing it. Which, this oh, sounds wow. ridiculous based on the movies he <laughs> makes. So bad. Oh, oh, gracious. Yeah, Vince McMahon. He's got a good walk. I'll give him that. His walk is very pronounced. His walk is excellent. Good walk. Um, all right. Well, believe it or not, we're a video game podcast. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. This is going to happen know. a lot, guys. I'm, I'm going to sidetrack know it. You wouldn't know it. Hey, Joseph. Um, it doesn't matter what got. you think. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay. Um, <laughs> like I said, not a whole bunch of video game stuff happening, but there were. there's a couple little interesting points, little just sort of small stories. Um, one of the bigger ones is the. there's some rumors about the new Call of Duty game being set during the Cold War. So we'll talk about that. A pretty reliable source on that, and it seems like it makes sense. Um, 
What else? There was this uh, Game Informer article about the PS5 processing power uh, being like a hundred times faster. I think that's a quote that's from somebody. Yeah. I I don't know what that means exactly. So we'll get we'll get into that. Um, some more weird stuff about THQ Nordic, and apparently they have sixty nine. And Chris, when I say sixty nine, you say nice. They have sixty nine. An unannounced games in development which i just i i don't it's like a joke like i don't know what the fuck is going on um and then a little bit more info about them about uh about their revenue and then of course npd results were out so we'll touch on that uh no listener questions this week that's fine we'll just have to fill that with some wrestling talk or kingdom hearts well i don't know anything about kingdom hearts you guys can do all that um and then we'll talk about what we've been playing i've been playing some red dead michael what have you been playing this week you you don't have to get too far into it but just let let everybody know so they know what to look forward to the the wild world of animal crossing turnips uh burnout (laughs) paradise (laughs) and uh title shock okay cool so we'll have we'll have that to look forward to chris you've been playing this game called songs for a hero i don't know what that is so i look, forward, okay. to your, I look <laughs> oh. forward to your thoughts um what else what else um of course you can find us uh on twitter at active quest show get a hold of us via email at active active quest podcast at gmail.com we're available on pretty much every podcast service uh what else chris oh we need your ratings for itunes so chris will be forced to play the rootinous tootinous game of all time red dead redemption 2 <sighs> i don't know um, about it but like force me to you know like change yeah, my mind chris change it and you will change his mind because it's a good video game uh actually on the topic of that michael have you played red dead what are your thoughts on red dead so, original red dead red dead redemption no no red dead 2 sorry, red dead 2. sorry. okay red okay, dead redemption okay. 2 yeah I fell off that game so damn hard and have no desire to go back to it. Yes. <laughs> it's yeah, it's a, it's very overwhelming and I can see why that would happen. Yeah. Um, but, but it's but not Chris a good is, game. Chris says it's a bad game, which I just like, like <gasps> violently, I violently disagree with. Um, and, and I think even if you don't like those kind of games, I think it, it's unanimous i guess except for chris that that it's a good game so we definitely want yeah i think it is unanimous that it's a good game that it's a good game not that it's like whatever some people think it's it's yeah yeah so chris and dan reichert are the ones that hate red dead redemption (laughs) i just don't see how you can hate it i I like that i'm being compared to dan reichert that's 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 a compliment thank you yeah no it is definitely that's the only other person (laughs) i can think of that hated it (laughs) i just fell off of it because of time commitment just because yeah. it, it, I don't know it's if like, that game fully respects your time, which has kind of become mm, important to me, which is why I fell off Assassin's sure. Creed. Uh, yeah, if um, I could, yeah. especially main, the newer ones. Yeah, if I could mainline Red Dead Redemption Two, I I would probably enjoy it, but I just fell off. Real yeah, hard. that's fair enough. Um, what else? We're part of the HP Video Game Podcast Network. There are a bunch of shows on there you should definitely check out. So go ahead and do that. Um, what else? And typically we, we post our shows on Mondays, so you can look forward to it every Monday. Um, Chris, let's do some quick notes here. Oh, and Michael, of course. Let's do some quick notes here. Oh, this first little quick note just warms my black evil heart. <laughs> um, 
The Dark Souls series has reached 20 million units sold worldwide collectively. That's really awesome. Um, we've got a story from PlayStation Lifestyle in the notes here. You guys can check that out. Um, specifically, Dark Souls 3 has reached a whopping 10 million copies sold, which I think That's is really wow. cool. That's really cool. I mean, 10, 10 million copies of a game that, that, that's, that pushes back that much I think is really impressive. Um, so yay, Dark Souls. I think we'll definitely see another Dark Souls. Let's <laughs> toast to that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't have a drink. Oh, God, hold on. Or, well, I have a little water here. I don't have a carbonated beverage. I guess I'm kicked off the show. All right. Sorry. <laughs> here, I'm doing a virtual cheers to you. So, cheers. yay, Dark Souls. Um, I think we'll see another Dark Souls game at some point, maybe just not developed by FromSoft. Um, and I am crossing my fingers and toes that the one of the games Blue Point is developing is a remake of Demon Souls. That's one of my guesses. Um so, Mike, are you a Dark Souls fan at all? Have you played any of these games? A little bit of Demon Souls, but it was too hard for me. Mm-hmm. Fair uh, enough. My my friends were super into the game, so I just I basically watched my friend Josh play that game <laughs> and most of Dark Souls one and two, and that was enough it's for a, me. It's a fun game to watch if the person who's playing it is really good, but otherwise, it's just like it, it's like ugly. The movement's kind of chunky, so like it doesn't. It's not like a like a good looking game, but it's definitely really fun. If so. it does get remastered, I'd love to play it uh, with someone, you know, like, yeah. like co op, you guys or something. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. So, be congrats, <laughs> congrats to FromSoft, com- congrats to Namco Bandai for their hard work with that. Um, what else? Uh, there's a an Iron Man VR bundle announced, and there's a demo that's live today. You guys can play that. Um, let me take a look here. I want to get a price for this bundle. I think it's $349. $349. Let's see. It comes with a copy of the game, VR headset, two move controllers, which is really good, a a PlayStation 4 camera, or I guess it's just a PlayStation camera, and then the VR demo disc. That's actually not bad, especially since it comes with the motion controllers. And... Yeah, I mean, a copy of the game. How much is the game normally? I guess it would be 40 bucks. Is that what that would make it? Probably be about 50, 40 bucks around that range. Something like yeah. that, yeah. So uh, I still think Sony is sending this game out to die with its uh, timing. Um, I, I'm i like, I feel really badly for, uh, what's that developer? Camouflage? Yeah, I just, I don't know, man. I what do you? I know last week we talked about the, the release date of this, how it's just sandwiched in between... Um, Last Ghost of Us Tsushima. Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just think they just like don't give a shit about this game. Same with that other game. What was that game? The recent one, the the Concrete painting Genie. Game. Concrete Genie. Yeah, Concrete Genie. Yeah, they, and Medieval. They, and, and Medieval. <laughs> they just they just put those games out just whenever the fuck they don't care. They don't care about these small games. So yeah, I don't, I'm definitely excited for Iron Man. I'm not gonna pick up a bundle because I already have a VR. Uh, Michael, do you are you do you have a VR unit? Yeah, I do have PSVR. I bought it last holiday when it was uh, really cheap. It was like 200 bucks, man. It was yeah. so cheap. It was the one That's with the uh, five games. You know, it came like mm. Resident Evil and Elder Scrolls. And, oh, wow. Uh, That's a, that, was, that was a great deal. Yeah, it was a like, uh, Astrobot, Resident Evil, uh, Elder Scrolls. The box is behind me. I'm too lazy to turn around. But yeah, I got yeah. that. Uh, played a bunch of the stuff. Like the first two weeks I had it, and I've just been patiently waiting for Iron Man to come out. Yeah. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's for me the VR unit's great and all. It's just kind of a bitch to get all set up and stuff. So mm-hmm. one and like I rearranged my desk and then I never plugged it back in and now I'm just like, well, 
I'll, I'll plug that back in maybe when Iron Man comes out. So yeah. Um, Final Fantasy 14 is free right now until May 26. There's a 30-day free trial, so you guys can go get addicted to that. I played that game back when it came out, or well, when A Realm Reborn came out. And I thought it was awesome, but I'm yeah. just like, dude, I just can't. <laughs> like, like Kind of like what you said, Michael, about Red Dead. I was just like, this is great. I don't have the time for this. So maybe you guys can go get hooked. It's one of the great uh, MMOs, I think, especially for it being on console. Mm-hmm. I might I might take that part-time job. I don't know. <laughs> it's basically what it is. God. Uh, okay, we have another little thing here. Uh, Twitch Prime subscribers get over 20 SNK games for free. Let's take a look at this list here because I'm curious to see. Got a Game Informer article pulled up here and I'm scrolling down. Is there a list? Oh yeah, here. Uh, I guess here we'll read some. of This, this is what the list says, the Game Informer article. This is Kimberly Wallace. Um, Art of Fighting 2, Blazing Star, Fatal Fury Special, The King of Fighters 2000, King of Fighters 2002, Pulse Star, and Samurai Showdown 2 are some of the games that are included. That's cool. Yeah, and there's also yeah, going to be Metal Slug 2, King of Fighters 98, Ultimate Match Final Edition, Sengoku 3, and King of Monsters, and Garrow, Mark of the Wolves, and The Last Blade 2. So that's a lot of games there um, that you can just snatch up with your Amazon Prime. And um, I think it'd be cool for people who love Super Smash Brothers to play the games that... Um, oh, what's his name? Oh, Terry Bogard. That's his name. Um, and and mm. try to figure out his origin and why he's oh, yeah. included in the game. That's so funny because when he got announced for Smash, everybody was like, who? <laughs> Who's this person? <laughs> you know, it's, so, like that yeah. guy, it's like that guy from Guardians of the Galaxy. Hey, I'm oh, Star-Lord. Yeah, so that's cool. Yeah, I don't. A lot of those fighting games really are just too technical for me. I'm. I don't know. Um, okay, let's see. How far into the episode are we? Let's take a look. Oh yeah, definitely. Why don't we get into some news if you guys are ready? You ready, Good Chris? You ready, Michael? Oh yeah. Yep. Let's do it. Let's get into some news. All right. First story here. This is the Call of Duty story. Um, Apparently, this year's Call of Duty is going to be set in the Cold War. And it's it might be called Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, which is very it's interesting that it's still under the Black Ops name. The Black Ops name is very powerful, though. I feel like a lot of people really, really love that series, so maybe. Um, Let's read a little bit of this article here. This is from Eurogamer. This is Tom Phillips, news editor over there. Uh, Quote, This autumn's Call of Duty game is called Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, according to a leak backed up by Eurogamer's own sources. Call of Duty leaker Okami posted a mock-up box cover with the correct title on Twitter last night. It's fair to say this isn't the artwork you'll see later this year, but the title is on the money. Um, As the name suggests, Treyarch's Black Ops series is returning to its roots with a historical setting. Treyarch's series began in the 1960s before leaping into the future for its sequels. Uh, Okay, that's pretty much it. Um, (laughs) So that's sort of the marketing that they love to lean on is this, you know, boots on the ground, returning to its roots, you know, that sort of thing. So I guess we'll be seeing that. 
uh, maybe this, you know, for this fall. Um, let me throw it over to you, Michael. What is your take on this? You think this is real? Are you for it? Are you against it? Give me your thoughts. I, I'm I'm for it. the The Black Ops name, like you said, is like a powerful name in Call of Duty, and mm-hmm. it has its fan base. And they kind of lost the thread for the Black Ops franchise as they moved into the future, and they pulled some of that back with the last Black Ops. So it makes sense that they just continue to go a little further back and get us back to that story that they had in the first game and the second game uh, before it went all future tech. So I'm, I'm kind of excited. I still like playing the Call of Duty stories. Um, I, I will still play them before I hop into the multiplayer. Just, I mean, it only takes like an afternoon, but I, I still make a priority to play the story games uh, or the so stories. You, were you bummed out that Black Ops 4 didn't have a single player mode? <clears throat> I, I was, uh, though I... I feel like I saw enough of what the story could have been through like the little cutscenes that were present in the game. And I can totally see why that they kind of cut the game or cut that mm. portion of the game. Yeah. I, I'm not a fan of like the, the future war stuff or the like somewhat future uh, that they present. So I would be happy them going back and doing cold war stuff. There's so many cool things you could do with the cold war. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think it's likely, and it makes sense. I don't know. Have they had a game in the Cold War? I don't think they have. Yeah. So Black Ops, the original one, was set in the Cold War, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah wasn't it? I thought it was. Viet- I thought it was in Vietnam. Is that this? I don't know. I'm I'm stupid. I have no idea. I'm not. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Um, but yeah, I, I think it would be interesting to see that. Uh, see him, see him go back to that. My th- whole thing is how they're gonna, how they're gonna treat Warzone while new games come out because warzone is obviously super popular right and you know million what was it 50 million players or 60 million players something stupid like just all these players and then what like they can't just abandon that after the new games come out so that's the only thing i'm thinking of. i just i just forgot about a new story we could have included so apparently in warzone there's this nuclear bomb that was just found in the game yeah yeah, and they're thinking perhaps that could get towards like the next season. Like in Fortnite, the map's going to change or transition to something else. Yeah, so we can talk about that. Um, so they, uh, the Warzone, uh, latest Warzone update uh, allowed players to actually enter the bunkers that are spread out around the map. There are 12 of them. And the way you get into them is you find this random drop. It's a key card, and it comes from a, one of the legendary boxes, and you can open up the, um, the bunkers. And so, yeah, in one of them, there's a nuke and it's unclear what the purpose of that is or if it has like a a, if it will have more of a purpose later on. But there are also these phones and there are these computers around the map that you can interact with them. They don't really do anything right now, but maybe you can trigger something with that. Um, And it sort of reminds me, speaking of Black Ops, of all the Easter eggs and the Black Ops zombies modes. So a lot of people, yes, like you said, Chris, are thinking that maybe this is teasing something either for for an upcoming update or teasing the next game i don't know but it's cool it's it's like free marketing almost right with all these players talking about it and stuff and um outlets writing about it it's it's really clever it almost reminds me of pt you know and and silent hills and all that how people were just talking about it so much that i got all this attention um let's take it back on track though chris what do you think of this uh cold war uh, possibility you think it's true you think it's uh, <clears throat> i think it's true yeah, yeah because black ops has been the big name for activision 
Um, I'm personally a bigger fan of Black Ops than uh, uh, Modern Warfare. I know that's really controversial to say. Oh, interesting. um, I I, I really liked the original Black Ops. So if they can bring us back to that kind of feel again and that that kind of campaign, I'll be well happy with that. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I just... uh, One thing, though, I'd like to mention, though, is that I think this game was fast-tracked because the Sledgehammer game didn't work out or something like that. Because yeah. there's, every studio usually has a three-year development cycle. But this one, I think, only had two years. So I really hope that this Call of Duty doesn't suffer you know, because of that. Right. And who knows? I don't know if we'll ever get the full story on that. But you're right. Um, Sledgehammer was working on this year's game. And apparently it was in bad shape. And Treyarch had to come take over. I mean, what does that say about what was there? That's not good. I don't know. So we'll see what happens. Typically, the this year's Call of Duty would have been announced by now already or, or around this time yeah, so i'm sure we'll see more i think it'll just drop on like the trailer or something i, I don't mm-hmm. think there's gonna be a big hurrah for this one because like, there's true. no live sports events that they could put this to that's um, true i don't know yeah so we'll probably see more from that soon um all right let's move on here this is a an interesting story new game plus expo will be announcing stuff from sega and atlas and other publishers and developers later this year um chris uh you're this is more your thing so why don't you <laughs> yeah. why don't you take us through this because i'm i mean i i like atlas i like persona but sega you know sega and sonic go hand in hand and you know how i feel about yeah. sonic so why don't you take us through this story chris so on the 23rd of june you know next month uh, we're gonna get a seven hour long live stream broadcast that's gonna be on twitch and uh, there's going to be reveals during this show, so there's going to be like trailers, there's going to be highlights, and there's the yeah, and uh, there's mostly it's all Japanese uh, developers involved and publishers. So uh, publishers like Sega and Atlas will be there. Um, people are saying because the Sonic um, South by Southwest panel got delayed or like you know it was cancelled, right? This is where we'll see the next Sonic. Um, mm. the next project there and they're saying you know because they worked longer on this game um, it's going to be a bit of a better product so hopefully that's true oh, Atlas is interesting so. um, because we heard rumours I think that um, Persona 5 uh, Persona 5 Arena or something like that was kind of rumoured around so oh, that makes perhaps sense. we'll hear about that, that totally um, I'd also sense. love to see Persona on Switch and uh, we we also never got an announcement for the West for Persona Five Scramble, so I think right. we might get that. Um, there was also for SNK there was supposed to be uh, King of Fighters fifteen, I think it is. I think that was supposed to be a anna- um, that was supposed to come out this year, so we might hear more about uh, the next King of Fighters game there. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what comes out of this, and uh, I'm excited to see what happens. I hope to God if there's a Sonic game, it's good. I can't, I can't deal with these Sonic games anymore, Chris. Uh, <laughs> it just it keeps me up at night, and I just think about Sonic 06, and and then I think about the original design from the movie and his teeth, and I just wake up in a cold sweat. It's so bad, Chris. Um, uh, whew, okay. Uh, any <laughs> sweating and shit now. Um, Michael, any thoughts on this event here? Anything you'd like to see? Anything you would not like to see? What are your thoughts? 
Well, I, I saw Spike Chernsoft's on there, so maybe some new Danganronpa-related things oh, would, yeah. would excite me. Uh, Gun-Ho, every once in a while, has some interesting stuff that comes out. Uh, they, not everything they release hits, but every couple years they have something that can be pretty and exciting. Ninjala's coming out soon, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I, I like whatever atlas does and sega sega makes the yakuza games so uh, yeah that's true you know like uh, if they have anything related to that i'm usually pretty down for it though they already have you know uh the dragon one coming out this year oh like a dragon or something yeah like a dragon seven maybe 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 there'll be some of those games ported to switch that'd be cool yeah i think some of them some of them make, could totally run on Switch. I don't know about the newest one. What was that called? Uh, Judgment, I think, is one of the newer ones. Or I know that's like a spinoff kind of. Yeah, like, that but... that's a like in the same universe, but its own thing. That game was awesome. Oh man, I love those like like super detailed renditions of Japan and like the city and stuff. Oh man, I love same. It. Like I I yeah. almost never finish those games unless I have to review oh, no. them. But I yeah. just love as soon as I open up every part of the city. And usually those games just open everything up from the beginning, so I just end up mm-hmm. exploring and playing Virtual Fighter for an ungodly amount of time inside the Yakuza uh, games. What's, what's behind the love of these games? I've never really figured it out, you know what I mean? Because like it seems like the combat seems pretty generic, and the, I, I don't like, know, it's very open-world affair. It Okay, uh, and Michael, you can give your take on this too. Um, I, I think pe- the reason people love it so much is, well, a, a lot of us and especially now don't really have the opportunity to go to Japan. Right. And so Mm -hmm. it's sort of like, and especially when it's done so realistically, like these games do it, it's a great way to like escape to Japan without actually having to go. So there's that number two, it's, there's a huge, um, it's almost like a roller coaster of emotions at times. Sometimes it's really funny and like over the top and weird and silly. And then other times it gets really serious and you're like, wow, like, this just jumped from like, you know, super serious or whatever it is, super funny and weird to serious. And now it's back to ser- to funny and serious. It's like it, there's so many things going on and little like hidden things to find. It's just so interesting. Uh, what do you think, Michael? What Why do people love these games so much? I think it's the idealized version of Japan that they have. They give you like a little mm-hmm. slice that is like uh, great to explore, especially if you always wanted to visit. So you're right there. And the the mainline story is a pretty straightforward like crime drama yeah and then the side quests are where they have the most fun (laughs) they go all over the place and sometimes border just on like a soap opera with some of the storylines that they they go off into and that's where I, i think a lot of people go to the side stuff is just feels like it's endless with the amount of it and the amount of effort they put into just the weirdest little side stories that they want to tell. Yeah, exactly. And it's almost, it reminds me of The Witcher in a way, where the side quests are so, like, full of life and almost more interesting than the main story. So, yeah, that's why I think people like it. Yeah, Chris, you're right. The combat's, like, pretty repetitive, I guess. But it, it does get kind of deep in the background. There are all these, like, upgrades and stuff okay. you can do. So, it's cool. I recommend those games. I think, you know, start with, like, the first one or Zero or something. and Or Judgment's good, too. And just play through one of them i think they're cool um all right let's move on to a little bit uh more of an exciting story i think i'm just thirsty and starving for some ps5 news and (laughs) apparently it's gonna be pretty pretty you guys watch curb your enthusiasm you know when (laughs) yeah when pretty pretty 
pretty fast. Um, let's see. So Sony Corporation President and CEO Kenichiro Yoshida uh, said in a let's see, they had like a, a presentation here about the upcoming console. Actually, there's a lot of stuff that they said during during that that's pertinent to the upcoming console. But um, here's a quote from him. I've got a GameSpot or no, this is Game Informer. This is uh, Matthew Cato. And in the article, we've got the quote from Yoshida. It reads, quote, in order to further enhance the sense of immersion in games, we expect to improve not just the resolution, but the speed of games. For example, through a custom design speed or sorry, custom designed high speed SSD, we plan to realize game data processing speeds that are approximately 100 times faster than PS4. Game load times should be much shorter, and players should be able to move through immense game worlds in almost an instant. End quote. Wow. Um, well, I mean, Jesus, you know, like that, <laughs> that sounds almost too good to be true. Last week, when we were talking about uh, the Unreal Engine stuff, I basically said that I'm not too educated when it comes to the technology stuff. And so I don't really know what this means, that it's 100 times faster. I, I, I don't know. Chris, what do you make of this quote from Yoshida here? Yeah, I, I think this will make open world games more playable in a way because you don't have to wait for those uh, fast travel kind of loading screens. It'd be like, snap, we're there, right? Um, I think this will also realize more textures and more models on screen itself. It's not exactly going to improve the graphical quality, but it's going to include the quality. It's going to improve the quality of like temples and caves and um, illustrative kind of like environments, like Ghost of Tsushima. You know, um, I-, I think like Horizon Zero Dawn Two or whatever it's going to be called, it's going to look incredible on this just because of the processing power that this um, system is going to have. Yeah, but but do you think do you think this is true? That's going to be a hundred times faster. I just my brain can't even fathom what that is. A hundred times faster. I mean, it's already like it's not great. Like sh- sure, certainly loading times could be improved. Far Cry games. Woof. Yeah, yeah. Woof. But but like a hundred times faster. I mean, I don't. I, my brain can't compute what that means. You know. Yes, yeah, it's, it's an insane number, um, but I, d- I do believe it in a way, just because of the power of an SSD um, hard drive, you know, the, it's way better than what HDD can do. Yeah, that's true. Um, Michael, what do you make of this quote here from Yoshida? I, I love every console generation. Uh, I don't know if this makes you feel old, but every time a new console comes around, I love before it releases they're always like this does a hun- this very specific thing we were talking about is a hundred times faster than that other thing and <laughs> yeah it's just always like there's always this one aspect that they can always tout those numbers uh and i'm i'm excited for the ssd i think it's long overdue just i i forgot what game it was it was playing a while uh, i was playing a couple weeks ago but it, it was at a real long loading screen it was like a ps3 game because uh, i'm furloughed wow. and bust out the ps3 and I thought to myself, like, how much of my life have I wasted at lo- uh, a loading screen? <laughs> oh, God, that's so no. depressing. No, no. Don't, don't say no. that. Oh, God. And Why would you say I, that? like, sat there, and it kind of broke me <laughs> and made me, like, wonder, what am I doing with my life? 
<laughs> and then the game like an... loaded and I forgot about mo- my worries for a couple seconds. Uh, but you just have like an existential crisis right yeah. there while playing a video game. I'm oh. just like praying the game loads so I can stop thinking about life. Like, come on, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> Uh, and, and so I'm excited just for the load screens. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm a little wary of, uh, like how much they're going to change game designs just because multi-platform means, you know, developers have to develop for a multitude of different hardware, which means you can't radically change game design. Like Cerny was saying what happened, mm-hmm. except unless you're like a Sony studio, then you don't have to mm-hmm. worry about being on PC with slow hard drives. Yeah. That's, so, that's a good point. So I, I'm I'm wary of like how radical this is going to affect game design. It's going to make lives easier, which is good, which is why I'm excited about the Unreal Engine stuff. Like the tech demo was nice, but the interview after the tech demo, I feel like was a better thing to hear to make me excited for next gen. Interesting. And which a lot of people probably didn't catch. You know, no, not, just not at all. The video. You know, you bring up a good point with the multi-platform aspect that I didn't really consider, but I just thought of this. So say there's a game that's multi-platform. And you, with the loading screens, you could design the game that would fully take advantage of the fast loading screens. Like you could, like Chris said, add a whole bunch of extra textures or whatever the case might be, a whole bunch of zombies or anything that would like basically utilize that to its fullest potential. Well, what's going to happen when with the Xbox Series X version of that that doesn't have an SSD? Well, it does have an SSD, doesn't it? Um, but not as it's, think... it's not as it is an SSD or a flash memory, but it's not as fast as the PS5 yeah, is touting. Right. It's close though. But PC yeah. is where I'm worried. Or PC, or PC, whatever. Yeah, or Switch or anything. I, I, my point. Yeah, Chris, you're right. It does have an SSD, but it's it's not as fast. So what's going to happen with that? Is is the is the other version just going to be inferior? Are they going to have to scale back the development of Elevators. the game? To, to, yeah, or elevators. <laughs> Are they going to have to scale, scale back the development of the game? Temp- it, so it's equal it could across? be similar. It could be similar to when Final Fantasy VII was going to go on the Nintendo sixty four or PlayStation, because they because like what if third parties go with just PS five because of the power it has as opposed to the other consoles in the market? That would just, oh my god, that would be so but bad. Also, I think, I think it's it's a, it's going to be a pro- problem for maybe the first two years just because. As we've heard, uh, reporting it reportedly that um, the PS5 is going to be faster than the PC and what whatever SSD you can get on the market, so that's just going to be insane, right? So that's I'm sort of worried about the the ubiquity of everything, you know, and like I think it's great that you know I think it, put your game on as many platforms as you can as long as it doesn't one of them doesn't take a huge hit, you know. Um, so that's kind of what I'm worried about with this, but mm. it, the, taking the news for what it is in and of itself, I think it's great. Obviously, yeah. T- typically, games... yeah. But typically, when you make a multi-platform game, you go for the lowest common denominator, de- denominator of what you want. Well, I'm worried about that too, develop. though. Yeah, you know? yeah, true. So, it, I, I mean, that means that's kind of like the cross-generational games, where even though Watch Dogs One is on PS4, it's basically the PS3 version. You know. That, that sort of thing. I, I wonder if uh, you guys remember the Shadow of Mordor, how oh, yeah, the that, Nemesis they system removed. wasn't yeah. even there on the old consoles, which yep. was a huge part of that that's game. That's insane. Yeah, I yeah. forgot about that. So that's a good point. They could do stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm curious. I think we're going to hear more about it um, at the beginning of June. I think that's when PlayStation, or Sony is doing their big reveal. Um, Fucking better. <laughs> Please, yeah, really. for the love of God. Hey, our reveal's going to be in September. 
<laughs> and the co- and the console is comes out, out in today a, in, a, in a month or whatever. Yeah. Oh, COVID happened. You can get a second job within the next two months to pay for the system. <laughs> no, please God. Um. All right, Chris. It's it's our favorite topic. You ready to talk about <laughs> THQ Nordic? Yeah. Roll the music. Roll the music. Here it here it goes. Okay. 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 I'm back. <laughs> and we're back. Um all right, we have got two Jesus, we have two THQ Nordic stories here. Mm-hmm. Um not going to read through all of them here. Um first story, uh Embracer Group, which I guess Chris it's like the parent company, right, of THQ Nordic and Deep Silver. Mm-hmm. Um apparently have 69 unannounced games in development. Nice. You can go you, you, yeah, nice. You can go read Jordan Oleman's story on IGN about that. Um, again, I mean, every time we talk about this, how, how, I just don't get it. How could you have 69 games in development? I mean, 59 games is nuts. 49 games is nuts. How could you have this many games in development? I just don't get it. How is that reasonable? How is that profitable? Maybe they're going for quantity over quality. Um, just because like, you know, they have all all these properties they could develop for cheaper and then yeah. they could release it you know um yeah and and they don't it, the games maybe are inexpensive to make and they don't need to sell as many and thus they don't you know they, but, but i would say thq nordic's doing a good job like i, I think the spongebob game looks really good you know from yeah. what they've done with the remaster and everything and then um i think destroy all humans looks good too yeah and dark really Souls genesis that. that was a solid game from what we yeah. played right so i think that's where they're going for that middle ground between indie and triple a Mm-hmm. And that's where these sixty nine games are coming from. I suppose so, but God help us all with these. Fu- I mean, THQ Nordic is gonna. I mean, they just keep buying studios, and I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I mean, this just drives me nuts. Again, this is something else that keeps me up at night. Why is Give me THQ that Nick Teens Unite game. <laughs> Give oh me that God. Nick Teens Unite game. That'd be great. Um, Michael, <laughs> do you follow the shenanigans of THQ Nordic? Oh, I I totally do. I I feel like how they came to sixty nine games is five minutes before the conference call. The <laughs> person in charge of it Wikipedia THQ and then just copy and pasted whatever was in their Wikipedia page. And I was like, <laughs> "Yep, okay, yeah, we're working on these games." I swear to God, <laughs> that's where we're at. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a good point. So, what does games and development mean like i mean that could mean anything that could mean a guy says hey let's green light whatever uh uh spongebob sequel or something you know shrek fighters like, come on shrek cowards oh, jesus shrek super yeah. slam 2 yes baby. yeah or whatever it is yeah. scene. It. <laughs> so so it's not who knows what this who, no. <laughs> who knows what this actually means but still uh, i just I don't know what this studio is doing. Um, and then the other thing, the Embracer Group, um, full year games revenue rose thirty one percent. So evidently they're doing something right. It's working. Maybe maybe that's the secret. All these Activision games that are millions of millions of dollars to make, or sorry, hundreds of millions of dollars to make. What if it's just you? Ma- you just make a cheap little game, and and that's all you need to do, and just it's just a modest out. game. Yeah. Huh. I can imagine oh, no. if Time Splitters comes out with a modest budget and it looks good, and yeah. then it's and a sell it huge for like success. forty bucks, forty yeah. bucks or something, and then yeah, yeah, could be, could be. Um, for, for THQ actually, Michael, this is this is an interesting topic. 
Um, they used to publish the wrestling games, didn't they? Yes, uh, back when they were good. They they actually made those games with Ukes when Ukes gave a damn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then and Ukes, it fell apart. Ukes is no... Ukes is no longer with WWE, right? They they don't do the WWE games anymore. Yeah, which is uh, why the last one was a train wreck, is because they a couple months before release, or maybe a year before release, they were taken off the game, and Visual Concepts had to make it, and that's how we got six months. Six months, yes. <laughs> yeah. So let me ask you about that since we're on the topic and you're the wrestling guy. Um, Oof, God, so, label me as so, the wrestling guy. Son you're the wrestling bitch. guy. Um, so, so do you think that split between Ukes and, uh, 2K was amicable? Cause I don't, I think something happened. No, no. So I totally wasn't amicable because before the split, a couple months before the split, someone can like fact check, like the timeline, uh, Ukes was talking about like, they basically said in the interview in Japan, like, yeah, we kind of just lost the passion. We're making this other side wrestling game. Because we don't have, like, the passion for the current yearly game. And then a couple yeah. months later, 2K is like, oh, really? And then <laughs> pulled them off of it. So mm-hmm. and is working on something else. Yeah, and what do you think that is? Do you think it's, like, a licensed wrestling game? Or is it going to be just, like, weird? Or, like, is it another company, like, instead of WWE? Jericho's thing? That is? I, yeah. I so yeah, everyone but, hopes it's the AEW game because Cody Rhodes has been talking about an AEW game will be made eventually. Around the time this happened, New Japan was talking about making a push, you know, leaving outside of Japan and maybe starting a a, a North American uh, wrestling organization. So I have a feeling they might be working with New Japan, who dabbled in it when they did Fire Pro Wrestling. They did an expansion for New Japan. Oh, Pro I remember wrestling. that. So I have a feeling it's going to actually be a New Japan pro wrestling game. Uh, which, okay. Which could be cool because Yuke's, they used to be able to make good games. Mm-hmm. Um, and they maybe they can yeah. do it again with passion that they hopefully have and maybe some revenge. Revenge is very powerful. And then the WWE <laughs> just set this like yearly mandate for games, right? Yep. Because yeah. it, it makes so much money. Like yeah. they'd be crazy That's to true. walk away. That's true. Um, I remember playing those wrestling games, and some of them are so freaking weird and funny. Like, there, I remember there's like a, a match you can do where you fight, and you can uh, you can go outside and you can climb up a ladder that's attached to a helicopter, and you can do like <laughs> a, diving elbows from the top of a helicopter on somebody. You remember that? I remember I some crazy stuff in some of those THQ games, uh, especially the ones with stories. Uh, you, there was some wild stuff they could do. I don't know what specific game that would be, but like I remember it being pretty wild, especially when mm-hmm. they used to let fans create and share their own stories online. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. yeah uh, it, the wrestling game used to be really cool, Chris. Uh, Chris, wait. So uh, look up on YouTube, Giant Bomb WWE Ghost Stories. And it is <laughs> some of my favorite stuff where it was just like Ryan Davis and Jeff Gersman going through the story mode and one of the ones that they always referenced was just this horribly written ghost stories story <laughs> in the wrestling game and it's so good it, it's so bad like they they used to be really fun all right cool. God. so that's enough talk about thq nordic and their 69 games um let's move on final news story here this is npd results for the month shout out to matt piscatella got a write-up over here from jeff grubb over at venture beat let's just run down the top 10 games give our thoughts on them and then we'll move on and take a little break 
Um, so top 10 best-selling games of April, sorted by dollar sales, not units sold, are in order. Final Fantasy VII Remake, Call of Duty, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Animal Crossing New Horizons, NBA 2K20, Grand Theft Auto V, Resident Evil 3, Modern Warfare 2 Remastered Campaign, MLB The Show 20, Madden 20, and Rootin' Tootin' Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, shout out to Final Fantasy for being number one. No surprise there. Animal Crossing still coming in strong for its second month on the market. Grand Theft Auto V is just fucking weird. I don't understand why that game sells so well, even five years after launch. Oh no, let's see. I no, think more than I, I agree years. with um, I agree with Josh's um, his theory that people are buying the game over and over again just to get the dlc and all the microtransaction oh, stuff yeah because they all come with the shark cash that's a really good point yeah I, I really think that's a good theory of his and i think that's true yeah um modern warfare 2 remastered yeah not no surprises here really um michael what do you make of the top 10 any any notable standouts anything any comments on the top 10 well, it, it, Grand Theft Auto always trips me up because NPD is by, like you said, dollar sales, not number of units sold. And GTA is like, what, $30, $20? And yeah, it's uh, still, 30. yeah, it still hits in the top that's five. That's a good point, too. Yeah, that's a good point, too. It sells. And you can make the same argument, obviously, to a lesser extent, but for the Call of Duty campaign here, <laughs> mm-hmm. the Modern Warfare 2 it's only like 30 bucks. So it's so it, it sold more than, you know, Madden and Red Dead at, at being half the price uh, of, of some of these games. So that's really interesting as well. Yeah. Any other standouts here, Michael, that you, that you wanted to discuss? Yeah. Uh, MLB, the show 20, we're uh, like two months into the game being out, maybe three months. I forget if, uh, exactly when it releases, but mm-hmm. I think without sports that help, usually MLB, the show, it'll pop up the first month it's out in the top 10 and then it'll it'll go away uh and it'll still sell because baseball's popular but this is going to be the last year that it's just on playstation and yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah yeah we're gonna right. see how dominant this game truly is when it's available on multi-platforms because <laughs> it's three months out and it's in the top 10 still you know or two months yeah. out so i i'm just curious now looking at how well this sells and looking comparing this year with COVID and everything to what it's going to do next year when it's on Xbox and potentially the switch. Yeah. Just it it is see. coming to switch. It is yeah. coming to switch. Yeah. So I, I'm just like curious to see where that game's going to go in the future. Cause it, it seems to always hang around the top 10 uh, when it first comes out. And I want to see if it's going to be at the level of Madden and NBA 2k of yeah, just will. being around. Yeah, and will it knock one it, of them out? <laughs> yeah, I think that I, th- I think that's a really good point. Um, Chris, give me your thoughts on April's NPD results. Well, I got to talk about Final Fantasy VII, right? I've heard of that. I had here. Yeah. <laughs> so I just found out it's the fastest selling Final Fantasy game ever. I actually be Final Fantasy XV. Uh, from a few years ago, so uh, I think this is an awesome release for Square Enix, and um, yeah. we'll see what goes on in the future. Um, they might be interested in making more remakes in the future after you know Final Fantasy VII's had its run. So just I, because of how successful this was, I don't know. I'd love to see a Final Fantasy X remake personally. Oh my god, I think we I will f- get that at some point. 
like yeah. maybe 10 years later or something but yeah i think we'll without the laugh is it would you include the laugh or without the laugh no maybe yeah maybe include it i guess i Ugh. guess i think you have to don't you i guess God yeah. <laughs> uh yeah yeah you're that's a good point chris um i i'm still just like waiting to see what they're gonna do with this this final fantasy 7 how they're gonna handle the rest of it. i mean we talked about this before i don't know that they can do it honestly i don't think <laughs> i don't think they I, can i think it's it happening yeah i think they're gonna change the gameplay mechanics to like okay it's gonna be more like an open world kind of thing it's gonna be less linear than 7 remake just because of the whole nature of this huge mm-hmm. world to explore so I don't yeah. think they can corridor anymore. That I think they have to expand that a bit further. Don't yeah. you think it's crazy that we don't know what they're going to do yet for the That's next one? I don't, don't think know. they know what to do. They don't know. <laughs> they don't know what they're doing. They, Dude, when they first announced this in 2015, I think is when it was, It they had a totally different developer on it. They they basically scrapped it. And yeah. and, and yeah. it turned out great. Obviously, it sold well. It was the you know, best-selling game of the of the month. And people really loved it. And that's pretty much all they've got. They're thinking about the, what they're going to do for part two, I guess. But there's been interviews and stuff out there where they're just like, yeah, we're just sort of thinking about it and whatever. It's like very like, how do you guys not know what you're doing this late in the game? It's very strange. Well, with next gen on the horizon, maybe they're trying to figure out what they can and cannot do. I don't know, man. I just don't see how you can pull it off. I mean, however you look at it, I don't see how you can pull it off. I mean, there's one scenario, one alternate reality where, I mean, what is this? Uh, Midgar is what a tenth of the game, or something like that, or maybe a little bit more, fifteen percent of the of the original game. I mean, so what? Are there going to be six or seven more games? How is that possible? What? Even if each one is two years to develop, that's twelve more years or fourteen more I th- years. I just I don't think see they've. I think they've left it open for them to um, do a different kind of. St- story structure i i'm trying not to spoil the ending but they've kind of left it open for them to create take a creative direction with it that's all i'll say i think that's the only option really is to change it substantially you know which some people are going to be mad some people are going to be happy it'll be i'm sure whatever they do it'll be probably probably be fine but yeah i i'm with you on that chris uh right so that's been npd results that's all the news we've got let's take a little break and then we'll come back and talk about what we've been playing we'll be right back all right everybody and we are back um so since we don't have any listener questions this week let's just jump directly into what we've been playing um let me throw it over to you chris uh, you've been playing this game called Songs for a Hero, which, like I mentioned at the top of the show, I have no idea what that is. So why don't you tell us about this game? So it was an uh, indie dev that just uh, emailed us, and we were like, can you cover this game? I was like, yeah, this looks interesting. Uh, I'll, I'll, give it a, I'll give it a shot. So um, it's kind of unique. It's a musical platformer. So what that means is that the protagonist is singing all the way through. And um, the, the, unfortunately, the singing is pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 off pitch. The voice is just awful. It, 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 the voice sounds like nasally in a way. Yeah. And it's, it sounds like a hero who's like 
<laughs> bumbling, you know what I mean? Is I don't it know supposed if that, to be that's... like funny or like endearing, or is it like yeah? Just... That... So it's it's kind of funny in a way because it makes fun of platformers in a way. Like, oh, um, why are why are these uh, platforms floating? Or how did the snake eat so many coins? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? When you're yeah. collecting coins off of uh, enemies, yeah. so it, it did play around with that. But like, honestly, you did not stop. It reminded me of like Bubsy where he just didn't stop talking. <laughs> you know what I mean? And God. with um, this guy, he constantly talked about, oh, I am on the quest. I am going on the quest. I'm going to succeed. Whatever. Right? <laughs> that sounds like it would get really annoying really quick. And then there were some lyrics that were like rhymes, which sounded good. And then at some points it was like, there's no rhyming at all. This makes no sense. And he just talks out of nowhere, and the music comes like to a higher pitch, so out of nowhere. So it's, it it was kind of a mess, and the the singing's kind of like cut off at random points too. So it's like edited weirdly. Um, so yeah, all all the music and stuff. Yeah, I didn't dig it, and at some points I needed to turn the voice off because it was just getting on my nerves. Gosh. But here's the sad thing: there's a good game underneath it. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I really thought the platforming segments were solid, and the boss battles are actually quite creative. And um, it's kind of like it, it, like it's it's kind of like a traditional uh, boss battle where you have to avoid the obstacles and then attack them at a certain point. You know, so that that was that was fun to do, and um, each boss battle kind of revolves around the power you gain in that level. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, like they they did a good job of that, and also I think the game is quite pretty. the The sprites look really good, and the bosses are like really well animated. So, so um, maybe maybe just play it with the sound off. Or maybe, maybe the but the mu- when you do that, when you do the voice off, like the music doesn't sound right because the voice isn't there. You know, mm. so and for me with a platform, the music is so important. So wait, so you can just turn the voice off? Yes. Separate from the music. Yes. Huh. Can you turn the music off too? I think you can, but what's the point of playing a platform without its music? That's kind of like its DNA, right? Uh, I don't, I mean, I guess it depends. Like, I'm thinking I, of I guess like you Donkey, can. But... I, I'm thinking of like Donkey Kong, like Donkey Kong Country or something. That without the music? Ugh, no thank you. Exactly. Or like, or like Celeste without the music? Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. But like, some game, like Hollow Knight, doesn't really have music, or well, I guess it kind of does. It's like really atmospheric. So I guess you could do that. I don't know. You're, you're right. I, yeah. But like, if you didn't have the music, you'd have to have sound effects um, that resemble the environment, right, to make it sound natural. Right. Interesting. Um, but yeah, like what I think they could have done with this game is uh, significantly reduce the amounts of singing. And then have him singing at pivotal moments of the level. That's what I think yeah. would have worked. And um, you know that there were some moments of the of the voice that were like really good. And then mostly it was just some nasty kind of nasally voice that was just annoying. Yeah, so, no it's a, it's a disappointment. Um, but uh, yeah, I think the game itself is good. They just need to fix the the voice stuff. <laughs> cool. Um, what else have you been playing? 
uh, golf with your friends. Uh, we got a code for this from Team Seventeen. Oh, and I forgot to say that we got a code for songs for a hero as well. Um, but with golf with your friends, I I had a lot of fun with this so far. I played a few levels, and um, it's kind of like um, crazy golf, <laughs> um, uh, mini golf, you know. Uh, oh yeah, but mini it's golf. Okay. but it's kind of like got out of this world kind of contraptions to it, which makes it super fun. Um, I, oh. and then there's this, there's this, um, uh, element of the game mechanics where you could actually bounce your golf ball. So you can actually cheese through the whole, um, whole level <laughs> if you have a lot of skill to it. So there's kind of like that risk reward kind of system. Um, and it's simple, basically. You just got to score the least amount of strokes, you know, um, right. among among your friends. And um, I, I, I've really enjoyed this game from how much it changes, kind of le- the level, how it plays with your expectations. And um, they get very creative with this game. So I, so I totally would recommend it. Is it is it only multiplayer? Or can you? Is there, can you play I think you computer? can play solo. Yeah, I think you can play solo. I've only played it multiplayer so far, so I'll let you know next week what that's okay. like. Um, and what platform is this on? It's on PC, but it also just released on Switch, PS4, and Xbox One, I believe. Did we? What code? Did we get a code for PC? We received a PC. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Um. Cool. Interesting. Sounds like a couple of, at the very least, maybe fascinating games i've never heard of that uh, singing throughout the whole thing that just sounds very bizarre it's um, it's very bizarre it's, <laughs> it's an interesting concept i just right. wish they just executed it better than they did yeah um cool uh michael talk to us about what you've been playing all right i've been playing i've been dabbling in a, a couple different games uh the main game i've been trying to play i got a a, a copy for a game to check out called title shock and it's an underwater competitive shooter. Uh, Holy and shit. It's, it's an early access currently on Steam. I believe it's coming to consoles in the future. Uh, it's it's a fun game. It's a cool looking game. Like the, the main goal is uh, to collect basically 100 batteries and score them into uh, goals that are constantly resetting around the map. And hmm. the, the map is pretty big for only eight players, but... The, the shooting feels good, despite it being underwater. Uh, when I first heard about the game, I was just like, I hate underwater levels. So let's yeah, just that's see my, what that's this is That's my thought. Be. I have a lot of questions, actually. So uh, you can answer them when you're finished. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it, it's right now, it currently just has like a every person for themselves uh, mode right now, but they're going to add additional modes later on. Uh, the mm-hmm. only issue I'm having with the game is because it's an early access game on Steam, the player count it just isn't where it's supposed to be at for me to get into a game. So it's been a game that I've been talking about on my podcast the last couple of weeks of like, man, I really want to play this game, but there's just not enough people online. Like the developers have done a good job. They put a ticker uh, on their main page that tells you like, hey, this is the times people play and this is when the developers check in on the game. So, or here's a link to our Discord if you need to find people to play, which is a nice proactive thing that I like. Uh, but I can't really play during those active times. So when I'm playing off peak time, I'm not finding any games, which is kind of a ah. shame because I do have fun with it when I do play it. Uh, even though it is relatively simple, like because the, the the gunplay actually feels pretty well, 
are, are pretty good and the uh the the types of guns in it are pretty straightforward but they're color-coded based on how good they are so it's you know that everyone starts off with a pistol and you're just kind of scrambling to find a powerful gun or you can play the game where uh which i found success in of where all i focus on is collecting the battery and i just avoid people as much as i can to just bank as many points Hmm. as i you know possibly can that seems avoiding people Um, which is kind of easy to do i was gonna ask how how does it feel like but i'm just struggling to get a full eight player game right now uh which is kind of just like dragging uh my enjoyment down a little bit just because I, I, I want to get, oh. like, the full experience all the time. And when you get a game that, you know, I'll, you know, I'll spend, like, 10, 15 minutes waiting in the lobby for it to find three people, and then I end up playing, like, just a four out of eight game. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This um, sounds awesome. I, I was going to ask you, how does it feel? Does it is it, like, floaty because you're underwater? What, what is that like? Yeah, it's it's a little slower than most shooters because of the underwater uh, uh, aspect of it. But it, it doesn't feel bad. Like, I, I'm able to aim uh, and shoot like I would expect. Uh, the, mm-hmm. the levels have a ton of verticality because you're just, like, in this big, like, cavernous underwater setting. So... Uh, movement's important uh like you have like a really quick boost uh, on your character that has to like refresh but you also have a rocket that also refreshes that you can just fly across the map and then when you let go of it it'll like go out a little bit further and then explode uh Hmm. so it's you said it's an offensive move yeah, yeah, you use it as, uh, like, you can use it defensively or offensively, depending on how exactly you're doing it. So, like, if what I've been doing is if I see someone else at the goal that are banking in their points, and I want to go to that goal, I will just send my rocket out to them to try and kill them, just to clear the path for me. And also, it's a good tool to get away from a firefight, especially if you see, you know, someone else's gun is like color coded to something more powerful. It's a good indicator of like, okay, I don't want to mess with them. I'm just going to rock it out of the situation. Interesting. Huh? Yeah. That sounds kind of cool. At least, it, you know, they're doing something different with it being underwater. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, what else have you been playing? Who? Okay. So this animal crossing game. God. Oh God. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh God. Where like, it's just consumes your life. Yeah. So I, th- Every time I feel like, uh, Chris, I think you listen to the show enough where I'm just like, I think I'm done with Animal Crossing. And then the next week I'm like, <laughs> I played Animal Crossing because uh, it always <laughs> finds a way to bring me back in. So uh, my, uh, my girlfriend runs our island. She's like the main account because she plays it every day. I, for the most part, just check my mail and go to the, the Nook ATM <laughs> and yeah. get my, my miles. But mm-hmm. there was one day this week... Uh, she was just getting off work. She opened up Animal Crossing and she's like, our turnip prices are 603 per turnip. Holy shit. That's crazy. Me and her were like, shit, we don't have any turnips Mm because we always sleep through (laughs) when Daisy May comes because she's gone by noon. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Up till noon. Yep. And and Sarah works, you know, like Monday to Friday, like 40 plus hours a week. So the weekends we tend to sleep in a little or we're not playing the Switch. So we didn't have any turnips. So then Sarah's like, 
I don't know, do you have any friends that might want to use this? So I messaged a couple friends privately, like, hey, you want to hop on? And then I'm like, you know what we could do is we could just tweet it out. So Sarah's like, okay, I'll tweet it out on my account. And her account is kind of small. She only has like 40 followers or so. But she tweeted out and she used a turn up hashtag. And within oh, five minutes, she had 100 DM requests. Oh my God. <laughs> and... So then, so she got out of work at like five o'clock and we spent five hours funneling people in and out of our island (laughs) (laughs) and it was weird, but oddly fulfilling. Like we, we, we had to think of a whole system of just like, cause the online system is (laughs) stupid as shit. Oh, and you have to wait for every person to come and go. Oh, my yeah. God. Oh, There's a load God. screen for when they're coming. There's a load screen when they're going. If someone has their phone open or they're talking to an NPC, then the person trying to load in can't or they can't leave. So mm-hmm. we're basically managing her Twitter DMs of just like, okay, um, let's just let people in and we were like cherry picking people like oh he doesn't look like a nazi let him in and then (laughs) (laughs) um because we're just like we don't want any like horrible people on on our on our island so then fair enough yeah and and luckily most people were cool um we did run in a couple people that were greedy who would just keep coming to the island we had one guy come to the island six times and we're just like dude we are trying to help as many people as possible. Please leave us alone. Uh, God. And that's where, you, that's where you changed the, the Dodo code up. He dropped 400,000 bells and we were like, carry on. <laughs> 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 but it took him a while to like drop those bells. And then we we're just like, keep it coming. We'll be here till 10. So we spent like five hours going through all these DMs, messaging people, being like, hey, you want to go? And then me being like a greedy asshole at the last hour, I'm like, let me try something. So then I tweeted like, hey, my bells are 600. Uh, If you want my Dota code, DM me. Also, a follow on Twitch or Twitter would be much appreciated just to see what would happen. Nice. (laughs) Um, Which I ended up getting some Twitter followers and some Twitch followers out of it. Felt dirty as hell doing it. Uh, but then I, I was just managing that. And then me and her would just have to keep track of like, I would have to message someone at DM me like, Hey, what's your animal crossing name? So we can keep track of who's coming and going at one point, like within an hour into our five hour line management, uh, Sarah and me were getting frustrated because people would go to the Island and then talk to our characters and then shop around and then linger. And we're like, no, we need you to come and go. Donations optional. Get out. Yes. So then, (laughs) donations optional. (laughs) Yeah, I was very cool about it. Donations are optional. I'm just saying we made like six million bells by the end of it. Holy shit! And we didn't even ask. We weren't telling people you have to because I've been to people's islands where they put a spot on the map where it's like donations go here. Donations. Yeah, with a little arrow. We were just like optional. Honor system. Yeah, yeah. We 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 had like the whole honor system going. But at one point Sarah got frustrated because some people just weren't leaving or they're like, Oh, let me talk to your NPC. Oh my god, you got Raymond <laughs> you know, and, and all these other like characters because I also hacked amiibos. because um, I, I I'm a horrible person and hacked amiibos. Uh <laughs> God damn it. It's really easy. It's really easy. I'm sorry. You'll have to tell me how to do that how to do that off the show here. I, 
Okay, yeah, yeah. It's just YouTube it. NFC tags are beautiful. Um, so <laughs> we got frustrated because people wouldn't leave the island. So then Sarah ended up building a gate that went straight from the airport to the front of the shop. Yep. <laughs> yep. And it worked, and people were actually. Uh, I have a screenshot somewhere, or I think a picture off the phone, and you just see people lined up outside our shop. <laughs> and then yeah. and then people would DM me and it would be like, where should I give the donation? Which one are you? And I'm just like, oh no, it's not me. It's the girl with the pink bunny ears. Uh, just give her your donation. And then people would drop off. And then so, she ended up making 6 million bells and then she gave God. me half. Uh, and now I have a full house. <laughs> Hell yeah. Capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing dude i've seen some really elaborate um turnip setups like that where they have like a bouncer pretty much who's like directing traffic and yeah the gate all the way straight to the um straight to the store and everything and it's like really elaborate these setups to make sure wow. it's as efficient as possible yeah it's crazy yeah animal so, crossing is a crazy game like, have you yeah it's yeah the, the the there's like websites dedicated to the turnip stock market and yep. there's, uh, have you seen Nookazan? Which yep, is I've that, seen Nookazan. Yeah. yeah. It's so crazy. Uh, but yeah, it was just wild. And we spent five hours managing her DMs, <laughs> which just like blew up. And most people were really cool. It was kind of amazing. Yeah, that's the, that's the cool thing. And you make a whole bunch of, of money. They make money. It's a great system. Yeah. And, and like people were like super happy and thankful for it. Uh, especially mm-hmm. when they're like, how much do I have to donate you? And I'm just like, it's optional. What's like, the biggest tip you got? The guy who did 400,000, but he made like five or six trips. So I don't oh. even want to know how much he made. Yeah. That that's day. True. <laughs> huh? Really, really fascinating. Yeah. Animal crossing, man. Fucking a animal crossing. It, Chris is now an animal crossing player. He'd never played it before and he's turned onto it now. Yeah, I am. I play every once in a while, every week. So yeah. Great. Yeah. Um, let me talk about a little game that Chris doesn't like called mm. Red Dead Online. So I've been. <laughs> All right, Chris. Uh, okay, sorry. <laughs> I, so I, I jumped into it like early last week and I just like started getting trophies in the online. And I'm like, huh, I wonder how, like, what the trophies are like for the online system here. And they're actually really straightforward and easy. So I went and I got every single online trophy except for one, and I'm missing it's just get to level 50, and so I figured out like a pretty good grinding method to do that. And I'm going to try to get the platinum in the whole game, and and I'm, I'm doing the online first, and then I'm going to do the single player. Holy shit, this game's online is like underrated as fuck. Like people don't talk about it ever, hardly, and yet it's just this little game that I guess is second place to its bigger brother GTA Online, and it's really, really cool, and um it's one it it almost reminds me of breath of the wild in that you know all the little stories you have to tell after you play it it, with these instances that only happen for you sort of thing and i'll just tell one story here i was riding my horse and i was just like riding to an area where there was like a, a treasure chest or something and i see this group of people it's like it's a it's two people it's a man and a woman on a horse coming towards me and they're these are real players and every time you're you're playing Red Dead, when you see another player, you want to be cautious because sometimes they can just walk up to you and shoot you in the face and steal all your money and or whatever. You'll get hogtied and they'll take you to the train tracks or whatever it is, you know. So when I see another player, I'm always like, oh, oh 
no, God, am I, am I going to die? And so I'm like riding towards them and they don't seem like they're hostile. So I'm like, okay, this is fine. And then they just crash right into me and my horse goes down their horse goes down and as you approach another person you can he- if they're talking in the game like with the game chat you can they you can hear them then only when you get <laughs> close to them and so they were like having a conversation with one another because it was two people playing and they crashed into me and then they stopped and they were like holy shit oh my god i'm so sorry i did not even <laughs> see you there i should have i should have uh merged or something <laughs> i'm so let me, here let me help you let me heal your horse and he comes back <laughs> And and I and luckily he did that because I was out of horse tonics and he picked up my horse and he healed my horse and he's like, dude, I am so, so sorry about that. Uh, he's like, I hope you have a good ride. Have a good day. <laughs> and I just, hop back on my, I just hop back on my horse and I'm just like, that was awesome. That guy was really cool. And and then they just went about their business. They were like bounty hunters or something. Um, and it was just such a like little unique um, instance that will probably never happen again. Right. Where. I thought I thought they were gonna be hostile, and they ended up crashing into me, which I thought was intentional. And then he healed me, and my horse would have been dead because I'd had no horse healers on me. So that was really cool. So it's I know a big thing. I, yeah, I know a big thing on um, Twitch and YouTube that that people do role plays with these games, with these oh, online games, man. like GTA yeah. Online and Red Dead Online. And I think that's probably a big hook and that's the reason why it's successful is because people yeah. are looking at these YouTube videos and Twitch videos they're like, huh, that sounds cool being in a different world than I am and mm-hmm. being someone yeah. else. You know? Dude, that happened to me too. I was, there's another thing, I was like at some town and I hear this group of people, they're all like talking in a southern accent to one another. <laughs> <laughs> they're like i can't do a southern accent but basically yeah they were, they were like plotting to do something Howdy. yeah yeah and they saw me and they're like oh there he is go get him and i'm like oh no what the <laughs> fuck and so they they lasso me and, and they tie me up and i'm like dude god damn it there's like four of you i can't even do anything so i quit out of the game <laughs> i quit out. And then they lassoed me up and i just quit the game fuck you guys trying to lasso me <laughs> motherfuckers so yeah, it's really cool. Um, I, I love just like going around collecting things. I'm a collector. That's my my role. And you can like sell them to the gypsy lady and she gives you a whole bunch of money. Um, the other thing, this was funny. I was in a town and there was, this other, there was this group of people there and they were like, oh shit, here comes a person. Oh shit, they're a bounty hunter. Oh, because I'm also a bounty hunter. And I walked up to them and I just waved and they were like, oh, thank God. <laughs> so it's like every time someone walks up, everybody's like on edge, like, oh, fuck, are they going to shoot me? Oh, God. So, yeah, it's really fun. Uh, I'm going to try to get the last trophy while I'm here on vacation. And then I'm going to go for the platinum for the full game, which is going to be like 300 hours. So just pray for oh, me, Chris. Pray for I'm me. I'll pray for you. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a long sleep. 300 yeah. hours. Dude, the, the, you have to 100% the game, which is already tough. But then you have to get gold ranks on all the main missions. And that's wow. really fucking hard. Holy shit. You got to find all the... You have to hunt every animal in the game. Oh, my God. It's going to take forever. I Anyhow, you can do it. I know. I, I got this. Um, we were unable to get a code for Maneater in time. Um, or, well, we didn't get a code at all. So we're going to... I'm just going to buy a copy. Uh, and so I'll have more to report on next week. And then next week... Or I guess it's this week by the time this episode goes up. Um, the 2K collection will be out on Switch. So you've got... By the Bioshock trilogy, Borderlands, pre sequel one and two, and then um, XCOM two on Switch. And so I don't 
Chris, between the three of us, do you think we could all maybe cover some portion of of that in some I way? I think we're think? actually on the list. We're on the list for uh, Bioshock and um, Borderlands. Uh, so okay. we'll see. So so hopefully we'll get some something from that, and we'll have some coverage of that. I'll have some more to re- or have some to report back on uh, from Maneater next week. Um, and what else, I, I might be able to review Xenoblade Chronicles. Oh, that's right, Xenoblade. Soon, because uh, I might be getting it for Switch Watch. We'll see. Okay, because Th- that comes out the same day. Uh, that comes out this Friday by the time you guys hear this. The same yeah. day as all the 2K games. Cool. Um, awesome. So that's pretty much it for episode 70. Um, we want to thank everybody for listening. Chris, where can people find you when you're not on ActiveQuest? Yeah, you can find me at PenwellWrites on Twitter. Um, you can uh, check my articles out on switchwatch.co.uk and sipreadrepeat.com. Um, I have an uh, interview up soon, I believe, for a game called Pushy and Pulley. <laughs> and, it's awesome. like a, and it's like a retro arcade kind of Bomberman kind of game so uh, check that interview out on there um, you could also find me at Go Beyond a My Hero Academia podcast um, with uh, Vaughn Hyde um, we're covering each episode extensively and um, Vaughn just interviewed Jeremy Kratz he's actually a screenwriter at Funimation who helps with the translation um, so that's, that's so fucking awesome. That's, uh, it's it's so cool, and he said he's he's willing to come back even before the interview. So um, I'll be able to uh, talk to him myself soon. I think I think an idea I have I haven't gone through Vaughn with this yet, but I'd love to bring him on when we finish season one of the of the series. Ah. I, I think that'd be really fun to do. Um, but yeah, um, I think that's it. So cool. yeah, and um, uh, thank you, Michael, for coming on. Yeah, I was just going to throw it over to you, Michael. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for talking about wrestling and avocados. And <laughs> Unfortunately, no Kingdom Hearts, but we'll, we'll do that next time. Oh, thank God. Thank God. <laughs> every every time I don't hear about Kingdom Hearts, I just I, I count my blessings. <laughs> um, wow. My- <laughs> I'm insulted. <laughs> hey, you know what? I bought that collection for like dirt ass cheap, and I yeah. will play it. I will play it, it whether it's if I lose a bet. Or something. I, I definitely want to play through those games. I, I do. I know I give you a hard time. I'm just kidding. Mostly. So you go to um, Minute and say you'll donate the charity if he plays yeah, the game. And yeah, then he has to do like it. That. Something like that, yeah. We should do something for Extra Life this year, actually. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, yeah. Michael, uh, so this is the part of the show where we say goodbye and you plug your stuff and you let people know where they can find you on the internet. So take it away. Yeah, you can find me at on Twitter at the first MJC. You can find my podcast at digitaldaysgaming.com. On Twitter, we are Digital Days Pod. Uh, we're just a, a weekly podcast. Me and my co-host Dave Hunt uh, just share our opinions on video games, and uh, we live stream the episode, uh, the weekly show uh, Sundays uh, or Mondays, depending on how our schedule uh, works out. Uh, but you can find us at twitch.tv slash digitaldaysgaming for that. And you'll find a bunch of other streams on there as well. Uh, I know Dave plays Destiny still uh, when, he, when he can. Uh, and then just random games that we have, uh, you know, uh, for review. Or just me wanting to play Tony Hawk because the Tony Cl- collections were announced. So a lot of Tony Hawk Hell on yeah. our Twitch. Hell yeah, by the way. Oof, I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. 
Um, well, yeah, Michael, I just want to say thanks again for coming on. You're welcome on any time. We should have him on when Tiny Hawk comes out. Okay, sure. Yeah, hell yeah, that'd be great. Um, and as for me, you can find me on Twitter at Joseph Yaden. I almost said on Twitter at Penmo Writes. (laughs) 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 I I guess I I like double promotion, so I'll take it. I'm like insane right now, dude. I, I'm still recovering after that trip yesterday holy moly um anyway on twitter at joseph Aiden, and you can find my work at digital trends um i have a bunch of stuff going up uh pretty much daily the next thing i'm actually ranking the tony hawk games so that <laughs> that's gonna be i haven't played all of them i don't think so i'm gonna have to do a little research on that um and then i've oh, got i just wanted to do another podcast right now <laughs> about tony hawk yeah yeah um i also have right now my guide up for the bunkers in warzone you guys can check that out i've got more uh, lots of warzone coverage tips and tricks uh best loadouts best weapons all that so you can check that out on digital trends um so yeah thanks everybody for joining us today and we'll see you guys again for episode 71 next week take care everybody bye bye